T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Yes, you do. You want to come back and get some right now. It's a Wednesday show, 9 to noon, each and every day. Russell and Medhurst, we are live and in living color. Here from our studios in the nation's capital, Matt Essig is on the other side of the glass. Chris Russell giving trade secrets to our producer slash co-host, Denton Day. To help him enjoy his Odyssey experience. Well, we were actually talking about WWE and how to get free tickets. I I love the fact that you're willing to sit there and help the common man. You know, you're a big silly. You're a host. You're in this studio. You know, Denton gets some part-time hosting opportunities. But, you know, look, I mean, he's the co-host of the Kevin Sheehan Show in the morning. Riding shotgun with one of the great hosts in the nation's capital, Mm -hmm. and you are willing to step up to the plate and help the young fella. Well, D-Day is a good dude. He's a hardworking guy. Uh, And um, I, you know, he hosted, by the way, a Sunday night XFL, like, party fan zone thing show or whatever on Sunday night, which was cool uh, for him, right? Great experience at the XFL. uh, Re-debut. But he's a big wrestling Mark. Mark, there you go. Good use of the word. My headsets just went out, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> you know how it's like sometimes like they turn the mic off at WWE or AEW? Say, don't worry. Or... They, don't, they haven't silenced you, right, Chris. Right. They, 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 they haven't stripped my uh, employee entry The Rock yet. is not in the back telling them to cut that microphone <laughs> exactly. off right now. So I was just sharing with him. like He was asking me if I was going to SmackDown next Friday, and I said, well, I said, Yes, the plan is to go because Lenny the legend always comes through and, you know, and always gets me tickets. I said, but I don't ever like like to ask Lenny the legend for the tickets. I want him to offer me to go because I don't I feel less guilty that way. I said, but I'm really like like 
you know, I'm I'm kind of in the dark. Like I like people ask me if I'm going. I'm going, and I I, I think I am. I think <laughs> I am. I might be going. Lenny always comes through, but I'm not going to ask him to go. Right. But hell yeah, do I want to yeah. go next Friday at Capital One Arena, uh, eight o'clock? Well, seven thirty start uh, for WWE SmackDown. Uh, yeah. I've never. I don't think I've ever been to a SmackDown. Maybe I have once. I don't remember. But yeah, I want to go. So D Day and I were trade just trading stories. He's got a hook. I got a hook. You know, I was telling him how I've got a hook and whatever. And you know, I, I don't know if he wants to come sit with us. But I, I mean, listen, it's all about entertainment. And by the way, you know, WrestleMania is going Hollywood this year yeah. at SoFi Stadium, two night event. You know who's coming back next Monday, March sixth, in Boston. Our boy. Well, your boy. No, he follows you, too. I, he does, but I guilted him. That's okay. He followed you. He stepped up to the plate and realized he had to make a wrong or right. Right. He followed you, though, out okay. of absolute nowhere. John Cena is back, and guess what? They've been building slowly, very innocently, maybe not so innocently, but because I'm a wrestling mark, I know. They've been building John Cena versus Austin Theory, mm-hmm. okay, who's one of their new, young, brash, kind of arrogant superstars. I think he's like the Intercontinental Champion or the U.S. Champ- whatever the hell championship he is. But they're building that for WrestleMania. So John Cena is coming back, not only next, next Monday night in Boston, his hometown, but also... For WrestleMania going to Hollywood, baby. And now I've got to figure out a way how to get to out. Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go say hello to Sean McVay. Maybe Sean. maybe Sean might know somebody at SoFi Stadium. Hey, you've only won a Super Bowl here. Could you get me in? Maybe the Lenny the Legend might come up big. I don't know. My daughter's like texting me left and right. Hey, hey, Dad, can you get me WrestleMania tickets? Can you get this? Hello, who are you? This is the only time I hear right. from you when you want WrestleMania tickets. It's the same way. Look, when it, whenever the Army Navy game comes around, and now that look, yesterday when Navy announced their football schedule, right. the yeah, line, the line you. of people that were trying to, hey, don't you need somebody to go to <laughs> Ireland with you? My guy Mark Roller saying, hey, my, my guy Mark Roller, my, my my law enforcement guy said, don't you need security? Well, <laughs> like they, I need well, security well, every day when I come to work, Mark. That's what I need. <laughs> that's what you, you you need an armed escort coming in to Southeast. Well, that's actually what happened yesterday. Lenny was listening when we were talking about going to Ireland and trying to stuff me in your suitcase. He's like, oh, he's like, why don't we just take American Airlines because he works for American Airlines? Why don't we just take American Airlines and go hang out in Dublin? Yeah, because you could get a media credential. That would be right. Hard. Eat some bangers and mash, yeah. eat some shepherd's pie, and annoy the bleep out of you for a couple of days, and away we go, baby. Let's go, Navy! Speaking of annoying, I find it annoying. And look, I we had Chad Brown on yesterday. Chad, former NFL, great. I mean, multi-time, you know, all pro. Not just pro bowler, but all pro. That means mm-hmm. you're the best of the best. You're the elite of the elite. Was a tremendous linebacker. Uh, and, and as we asked him, he played for three Hall of Fame coaches. One's in already, two are going to be. Okay. And he played with Eric Bieniemy. He's known Eric Bieniemy a long time. They were teammates on great teams for Bill McCartney at Colorado. And I thought it gave us, I thought it gave us great insight into more than just Eric Bieniemy 
the guy wearing red on the sidelines over the last few years, standing there alongside Andy Reid for the Kansas City Chiefs. Because the question we have often asked ourselves in this quest that Eric Bieniemy has been on to be a head coach, 16 times he and his agent have answered the call, 15 different teams, only to be told, hey, we're going to go in a different direction. Jason Reed with another column today, and of course, uh, the inevitable topic of we know why Eric Bieniemy gets passed over. It's because he's black. Meanwhile, D'Amico Ryan's African American that played for uh, Houston gets a job here in the off season uh, after just a couple of you know years as an assistant coach and a brief time as the defensive coordinator. But he did it on a team that was in the playoffs. So and people saw his infectious energy on the sidelines. And, of course, he knows the people in Houston. He played there. He gets a job. He wasn't passed over because he was African-American. So Chad Brown gave us insight yesterday into Eric Bieniemy the person, because that's always been our question, is if Eric Bieniemy's work within the room it was certainly good enough to stay there with Andy Reid for the depth of time they have. And we sat there saying, okay, well, it, it must be the person. It must be the person Eric Bieniemy, that's the problem at that point. Again, none of us know Eric Bieniemy. None of us. We're going to get a chance starting tomorrow. And for the people that are on the beat all the time, they're going to get a chance finally to talk to Eric Bieniemy and get an idea of what makes Eric Bieniemy tick. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get our first back and forths, our first questions, our first conversations with Eric Bieniemy. Now, what's been interesting to note, there's been two factions here of late. One, the national media. Love Emmanuel Acho. Love, I've loved him since he was on ESPN. I love the role he's carved out for himself at Fox. He leading the charge for those saying, why does Eric Bieniemy have to go to a place like Washington, like it's a plague, like he's coming here to get the Marburg virus, okay? And he's going to infect Everybody with it. Oh, he went to Washington. You know, why did he have to go there? Then, Chris, there is the player very good during his time in the NFL. No one will doubt the efforts of LaShawn McCoy as a player. Mm -hmm. Certainly had some terrific years with multiple teams. But yet, here's a person now, like you and me, being paid for an opinion. And he's made the most of it, not once, but he doubled down on it here recently mm-hmm. with an opportunity on Fox talking about Eric Bieniemy and how the veteran player who was at the end of his time in the NFL was treated by Eric Bieniemy and the Kansas City Chiefs. If you haven't heard it yet, let's hear LaShawn McCoy consistent with the message that he had a few months ago, and again here recently. I hope he doesn't, but I think he will. What's his value? What makes him a good offensive coordinator? See, the problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, oh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching, and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all, right? When the plays are are designed, that's Andy Reid. When you talk about Officer coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dayball with the Giants a very, very good coordinator. I can tell you with Andy Reid or Doug Peterson. But when I asked about um, 
Eric Bieniemy, what makes him good? When we watch the film of practices and we correct the, the, the wide receivers, the running backs, the, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. Mm. He may say things to the running back because he's an ex-running back coach. I get that. But he has no real responsibility. Now you go from the Chiefs, where you can hide behind Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Then you, then you go to the, the Washington, where you got to call plays. You got to run the meetings. You got to run the installs. And last issue I have with him is what makes Andy Reid so great, not the, call, the, the play calls, which we see that, which, I mean, that's one of it. But the other thing is, like, adapting to the players. Well, being in me, he's my first practice. I couldn't believe it. He's dog coaching. He's dog cussing the players. I'm like, and not just the regular players, Kelsey, you know, you know, other players. So it's like, it's hard for me. I'm rooting for him because he's a black coach, and I love to see black coaches win. Also, he's a running back coach. Running back coaches don't never get a chance to be True. office coordinators. The yep. last one was, like, Anthony Lynn. So I want that to, 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 to do well for him. But if I got to do my job and be honest, my thing is just where is the true value at? Is it then, is it have anything to do with him being black in your opinion? Obviously, uh, you ain't Roger Goodell. You don't uh, know. No. You know what? Absolutely not. But people want to win. The color thing, I, I get it. It, we, it should be more black cultures. I definitely believe that. But if you come up for the Chiefs, they want to win. It has nothing to do with the, with the color barrier at all. I mean, if I, I'm just going to jump in here and say, I agree very much with that last assessment. I've never bought bought into. I I'm sorry. I've I've just never bought into. You know what everybody else claims. We don't know, but I've just never bought into that because there's plenty of other examples you brought up. Uh, one just before, uh, but I will say this for Lashawn McCoy. I don't care, per se that he, quote-unquote, dog-cussed <laughs> players, as long as, you know, again, I, I tried to explain this to our buddy Toothpick on his podcast last, last night on the First String Podcast. Uh, they had me on and, uh, you know, his other co-host. I tried to explain this, and I don't know if I explained it well, so I'll bounce it off of you. CK is our boss, Okay. If he comes in and says, Russell, you are a bleepity 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 bleep piece of bleepity 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 bleep, you suck at your job, you take up all the oxygen, you don't let Pete talk, you ruin the clock, you're bad at what you do, you have bad uninformed takes, you didn't do your homework, you suck, you you know are a loser, uh, go bleepity home and blah, 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 blah. Or CK could say... And again, I'm just providing a scenario. CK could say, listen, man, I need you to bleep and get your head in the right spot. I need you to take your job bleeping seriously. I need you to do a bleeping better job. Something like that. Did he just dog cuss me if he choose if he chose option number two? You, you, did he did did he talk derogatively? I don't know if that's the right derogatorily, whatever the right mm -hmm. word is. I don't know what the right word is, but did like example two versus example one. One, in my opinion, I'm just gonna tell you, and then I'll turn it over to you, is acceptable. The other one isn't acceptable. What we don't know when LaShawn McCoy says he dog cussed Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and big name players, what what exactly he's talking about? Here's what he's talking. Well, here's here's first of all what it tells me, and this is what I love about Bienemy. Bienemy wasn't just picking on Lashawn McCoy because he was the new guy in town. 
the struggling running back at the end of his career who was clearly, clearly not up to speed. I wouldn't say not lack of effort. I think the effort was there. I'll never accuse a player of not giving effort because when they when they when they've given up, that's pretty apparent. But what what LaShawn McCoy is talking about is an epidemic in 2023. Anytime someone criticizes a player at the high school level, the youth league level, college level, as soon as a coach gets after a player on the college level, their name's in the transfer portal. Oh, I got to get out of here. This guy doesn't like me. What it showed me was Eric Bieniemy had the stones to hold the quarterback of the franchise who's now won two Super Bowls in five years and the tight end is best receiver to the same standard as everybody else on the football team. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about what Eric Bieniemy did in that situation. And LaShawn McCoy, as an auxiliary player, a new guy there in Kansas City, should have said, oh, he's not just yelling at me. He's trying to drive the best players on our football team to come to practice every day and execute the championship way that we expect every day in the workplace there. That's why, they, Chris, they've set a standard for themselves. Mm-hmm. They've been in five straight AFC right. championship right. games. There's a reason for that. It's because they hold themselves accountable for their work every single day. And everybody says they do that. You can say a lot of things. Doesn't mean you do it. I, I, I say this all the time. I want to lose more weight. I want to work out seven days a week. Do I do it? No. Okay, so I've got to do a better job. Again, there is a difference, Pete. Championship cultures, though, Chris, have accountability with a capital A. I agree. There is a difference between what you're suggesting and what you're saying, okay, again, and Eric Bieniemy being... You know how, like, they always say, hey, you can criticize everyone in radio, just don't cross that line, don't make it personal? Sure, right. Right? Which is a very blurred line to kind of not cross over when you're doing what we do for a living. So we know, we understand. Same thing for Biennemi. When you're coaching players, when you're criticizing players, when you're trying to hold them accountable, there is a blurry line that you really have to be careful that you don't, again, cross over and say There's a difference, though. There's a difference between saying, come on, Patrick, we have to F and be better than that, as opposed to saying... If you weren't spending so much time watching your brother doing TikTok videos, Absolutely. you piece of, you know what? And that's not what Eric Bieniemy's doing. Right, but but is that what LaShawn McCoy is calling dog cussing? And we don't know I that, believe right? that's what he that's what he's calling. Okay. So so that part of it In is, other words, in other words what LaShawn McCoy is saying is Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey should not at. be yelled at yeah. in that manner by Eric Bien. And I completely disagree as long as, again, it is not quote unquote personal or crossing that line. And do you again, think go, going into a dark place that you don't need do to you go think to when Michael treating, Jordan didn't yeah. cuss at his teammates no, and practice every no. day? I mean, the greats Kobe of the greats Bryant. of the greats of the greats have all. Have, I mean, again, you, 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 you see it. In so many, because we have behind the scenes access now, you see it in so many different ways, especially like in hockey locker rooms. You know, Peter Laviolette is a nice guy. Do you think Peter Laviolette's not like, come on, you know, 
you bleeping guys. We're about to lose our fifth in a row last night. You, you know, like, I mean, is that personal? No. Is that crossing the line? No. Is that coaching? Yes. That's coaching. That's trying to motivate men. Here's, I, we don't have time right this second to get into it, but we're going to get into it next as we scratch the surface. And we're going to hear from Emmanuel Acha. Uh, here's my bigger concern. If there's any part of what LaShawn McCoy said that Eric Bieniemy is not is not leading or participating or actively involved in the passing game for the Kansas City Chiefs and the corrections and the evaluation, if he's not, then that's a major problem. There's a caveat to it which I think we should get to on the other side because that's, to me, more than dog cussing, more than black, white, all that stuff. That part, that accusation alone, which is somewhat new in terms of the detail that he presented yesterday on FS1, meaning McCoy. If it's true, that is a major concern. But I, I want to get into that with you on the other side, right. along I, with Acha. And I know, I know where you're going, and I'm going to have a counter to that okay. in terms of what he's saying. I understand the point that he's making. We'll talk about it next. Talking about Eric Bieniemy and the criticism from those within the game that now follows him as he leaves the championship culture in Kansas City and hopes to help build that here with Ron Rivera and the Washington football team. 301-230-0980. We're off and running on a Wednesday morning. It's Russell and Medhurst right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Let's look past... The cussing, if you will, accusation from LaShawn McCoy. The fact that LaShawn McCoy basically talked about how Eric Bieniemy criticized everybody on the Kansas City practice field. Now, I will say this, Chris. If there was an issue with that, I'm sure Andy Reid would have nipped it in the bud. Because, you know what, Like every, look, and, and I even talk about this on teams that I've coached in the past. I'm not afraid to be the bad guy. Andy Reid, you can tell, is probably not going to be the bad guy more often than not. Probably deflects that to his lieutenants. And and Bienemy was probably his his lieutenant to, you know, get after guys when practices might need a little bit of a boost or performance might need a little bit of a boost. Maybe Bienemy was was the bad guy, was the deputy for Andy Reid that was willing to step up and and take care of that. And I think every staff has guys like that. Now, the other part of the conversation that LaShawn McCoy talked about, now that's a different that's a different animal here that we can look at right. from the standpoint of voice in the room when it comes to game planning and his alleged uh you know, accusation is that basically Bieniemy had nothing to do with that. Well, not only that, but also in the film room when you correct the film or when you when you highlight mistakes or whatever on a Monday or Wednesday, depending on every team's schedule and win loss, what have you, is that Bieniemy apparently, according to LaShawn McCoy, who last played for the Kansas City Chiefs in 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Now, it's very possible that he still talks to players. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That are on the Kansas City Chiefs. Very possible. And maybe they're giving him information? I don't know. But if we take his words as a first-hand account, which I think is how you probably have to look at this. Mm-hmm. We have to, again, the big grain of salt into this, the big, yeah, but, is you haven't been here, dude, since 2019. In 2019, maybe Eric Bieniemy deferred more to Andy Reid. Maybe he deferred more to a more veteran coach. Remember, he's been the offensive coordinator for the last, what, five years but then he was the running backs coach before that. Maybe it wasn't his aggressive nature in 2019 to step up and be like, yo, coach, read, shut up. I got this. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, so maybe part of what Shady McCoy experienced that he's trying to relate and tell the world about in 2023 is just that. But there's a different way to tell that if that's what you're trying to tell. So this is what's got me concerned. A guy that was last in the building, last in the meeting room in 2019, who could possibly still be talking to players that are in the meeting room, that are in the building, criticizing for whatever reason he has, Eric Bieniemy and making it seem personal. And yes, while he said, hey, listen, he's a black coach. I always root for black coaches. He's a running backs coach. I always root for running backs coach. They don't get the opportunity outside of Anthony Lynn, blah, 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 blah. So while he's not saying, like, I hate Eric Bieniemy. I hope he fails. I hope he's a total uh, and complete bust. He's not saying that. But by not backing off this this attack that he's had for Bieniemy over the last year plus, because remember, we first heard these comments, I think, right after last year's Super Bowl or right before last year's uh, AFC Championship game, I guess it was, not the Super Bowl. So it's been about a year and change since we started hearing about LaShawn McCoy's criticism of Eric Bieniemy. Again, the dog cussing thing doesn't bother me, doesn't worry me. That could easily be misinterpreted. And it could easily be somebody being thin-skinned and sensitive. The black coach thing, I, 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 different subject. 
What does concern me is if there's any validity, any truth at all, to what LaShawn McCoy is saying. And Pete, here's where I ask you. Is it possible that LaShawn McCoy experienced what he's trying to convey in 2019 and maybe did have that experience, but because he hasn't been there since 2019 and it's now 2023 and Kansas City has subsequently won two Super Bowls and presumably Eric Bieniemy grew more and more comfortable in his role and in his leadership and communication that LaShawn McCoy might, might, just have a point from back in 2019, but it's no longer valid in 2023. Is that is that possible? Here's what I don't understand then coming from LaShawn McCoy. All right. At that point, Kafka's coordinating the passing game. Biennemi's coordinating the running game. Reed is the lead voice in the room on Mondays when they're going over things. But who's in the individual running backs meeting room? It's Eric Biennemi. LaShawn McCoy that year, even at that long in the tooth in his career for a running back, still averaged 4.6 yards a carry mm-hmm. that year for Kansas City. He started nine of the 13 games that he played in. Right. If Eric Bieniemy's coaching and run game coordination was so bad, how did LaShawn McCoy average 4.6 yards per carry? Well, I, How- don't, I don't think he... Unless I missed it. I don't think he went after him for run game coordination. It was the pass game coordination. Which is right, because that no was impact. Kafka. That, that's right. That's fine. Right, but that's Kafka fine. wasn't there this year. Kafka was in New that. York. So right. somebody had that. to do that I'm this just year. talking about when, when, Shady, when Shady McCoy was there, mm-hmm. okay, this was the setup. Biennemi in title was still the offensive coordinator. Right. But he was working in tandem, obviously with Reed, obviously with Kafka. But my point is, the part that Eric Bieniemy was responsible for mm-hmm. allowed LaShawn McCoy to run for 4.6, catch 28 balls in 13 games, and still look like a successful running back right. at the age of 31 when, I think it was the previous year in Buffalo, I have to back up here a minute and, and look at that, the previous year in Buffalo, he had only averaged 3.2 a carry and looked like a guy that was on his way out of the league before they threw him a life draft here and, and in 2019. So basically what you're saying, just so I'm clear, is you're trying to wonder why McCoy would be so mad at Biennemi, so critical of Biennemi, when Biennemi, by the numbers, actually helped McCoy yes. sustain yes. and elongate his yes. career. So in other words, if, if McCoy comes there and only has like, you know, 22 carries, and, you know, McCoy says, look, you know, Biennemi didn't use me correctly, mm-hmm. whatever. Fine. I I completely can understand that part of the criticism. But LaShawn McCoy had some success here. He thrived compared to the year before where he started 13 to 14 games with the Buffalo Bills. Every situation is a little bit different, though. We should point that out, sure, right? Year but, to year, team right, to team, but Chris, offensive still, line. The, look, again, for, for Shady McCoy to take this shot at Bienemy, right? I'm telling you, it, it's personal because Eric probably got after him yeah. and coached him. Yes. And McCoy probably felt like, hey, I'm a veteran, man. Right. I, I've done a lot of things in this league. I've been a, a five- or six-time pro bowler, and, and I've been a good player. I've never won a world championship until I got to Kansas City. Right. But, you know, I deserve I deserve this 
false bravado of respect because I'm a veteran player. Don't get after me. Don't push me every day in practice. Don't chastise my work habits. Okay? I think that's where this criticism comes in. And McCoy simply uses the other stuff to back up what he's saying here, to make a case for him to be able to go out and say this when the truth of the matter is McCoy as a player was better in the year he played with Biennemi as the run game guy and offensive coordinator in Kansas City. And, Chris, you know as well as I do, a lot of those Mondays, Coaches like Andy Reid, who are hands-on, not the CEO type, mm-hmm. okay? When Andy Reid is the guy in charge on Monday, Andy Reid is the lead voice in the offensive room, mm-hmm. okay? I'm sure Bill Belichick has always been the lead voice in the defensive room, mm-hmm. even when they had Matt Patricia and things were going well there as Patricia was coordinating the defense through those years mm-hmm. in New England all the time, okay? Okay. The head coach that's hands-on is still the lead voice. I'm sure Mike Kafka is not spouting off in the room. You know, and, and in this case now, Matt Nagy coming back as the passing game coordinator. I'm sure they're not spouting off, you know, in the room over top of Andy Reid. Right. So I, I think, again, McCoy is just looking for examples to try and back up what he's saying when the truth of the matter was Shady McCoy was a productive running back the year they were there with enemy in charge right. of that in Kansas City. Well, and also, part this is partly what's, what I'm wondering, too, right? We have seen over the last five years a clear delineation among most teams between pass game coordinator, run game coordinator. The Washington then Redskins did it with Bill Callahan. Bill Callahan was the run game coordinator. Uh, the, the offensive coordinator was at you know first it was Sean McVay then he left then uh uh you know then it was um uh who did they have around I mean here? look it's it's uh, it's been part of not any, Callahan but um the, the, Chris, uh, Matt Cavanaugh that's Matt Cavanaugh. It look it's it's part of the evolving in coaching yes in other words but we see it all the time if I'm a head look head coaches through the years have talked about this you and I have talked to a number of them at all levels the object is to try and coach more efficiently Right. And to coach more efficiently because our staffs are allowed to be 800 people. people right. Big. Right. We can have so many people right. on our staff that we got quality control people that right. are in charge of first downs and right. those that are in charge of passing plays and running plays and stuff like that. So, in an effort to be more efficient now, a guy like Andy Reid has a guy that can break down the passing game and the, the keys they're going to want to use the next week against that opponent. But it's not just Andy Reid is my point. Right. It's Everybody's every, it's a doing lot of it. Yes. I mean, look, Drew Terrell yes. is leaving the Washington Commanders to what? Not become the offensive coordinator. He interviewed for that role. Mm-hmm. But, but instead, the they're going to hire him to be the pass game yes. coordinator. Why? Because he's been coaching wide receivers, right? So teams are breaking it down. Now, that being said, I am, again, the only part of what LaShawn McCoy's criticism is what exact role has Eric Bieniemy had in the evolution right. of the passing game the, in Kansas City? When, but I can't imagine. I can't imagine he knows nothing about it or had no imprint on it at all. Let me ask you a question. When Monday morning, when those coaches get together in their conference room as a whole, staff right. meeting, okay, right. and it's just the coaches, players aren't in there. When Andy Reid is up there talking, do you think Eric Bieniemy just sits at the conference table eating his sausage McMuffin with egg? Listening to Andy Reid talk and and nodding his head. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Coach, you're right. Mm-hmm. No. Do you think when Andy Reid speaks, you don't, you don't think his offensive staff all speak up in one way, shape, or form, talking about their units, how they played? Here's how I broke down the grades. You know, for for my you know position this week. I mean, do you think Eric doesn't offer anything in those meetings that the players aren't in? Shady McCoy wouldn't be right. in that staff right. meeting. Right. That. Andy Reid is he would only taking be in the team input. meeting. Yeah, he's not taking. Right. I mean, the, the, you know, a lot of that work, yep. Chris, mm-hmm. is when those coaches yes. all come together. Yeah. And so Shady McCoy wouldn't see, see that. People now see it on hard knocks. They see the coaches yes. get together individual grades, individual evaluations. So you're right. Shady McCoy would have no idea about that. Maybe in the big team meeting, that you know, like the ones that Ron has at like 8 o'clock, 8.15 every morning, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, maybe in that particular sequence when Andy Reid is at the top of the podium, at the top of the stage, and he's doing his thing because he's the freaking head coach and executive vice president and because he's Andy freaking Reid, maybe Eric Bieniemy is like, eh, you know what, I- I'm going to defer, I'm going to yield. Or maybe, God forbid, Andy Reid Reed or Eric Bieniemy wasn't the same in 2019 as he is, or 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 has evolved and become yes. a different coach no and a better, he's a coach better coach and a now. more confident guy in 2022 yeah. and 2023 than he was in 2019. Think of the people that Andy has run through that position, okay? And as we said, the Belichick coaching tree for the most part has failed miserably when they've gone out to be head coaches. Yep. The Andy Reid coaching tree. Has been successful. Got pretty successful here lately. So you're not going to be in that room with Andy Reid if you don't know what the hell you're doing. And that's that's, that's, and I think LaShawn is actually doing a very good job on TV. Okay, I think he does a good job, uh, articulates football in a way we can all understand. I think it's I think it's fantastic. But I think here this is a guy that was in Kansas City for one year, may have felt the enemy is a little bit abrasive. Wasn't comfortable with that as a veteran player. And I think maybe he's just making too big of a deal out of that here. And again, none of us are in the locker room. None of us were at the practices. So that is what it is. I'm sure someone will ask him about it on Thursday and try to get, you know, Eric's take. Because we've heard Shady's. We now need to hear Eric's take on that as well. We'll get to Acho next. But also, also, I want to just tie up. One one thing on McCoy and why he might be doing this. Okay, so don't let me forget that when we come back. You got it, 301-230-0980. We'll get to your opinions on this in Touchdown at 10. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to make the final piece to the puzzle fit here about uh, the – the other side, everybody is gaga. Everybody is celebratory here in D.C. with Eric Bieniemy coming aboard. Most of the fan base love this move. We're going to wrap up the, the people that are on the other side of this move with Emmanuel Acho, another been a terrific uh, host at ESPN and Fox. We'll hear what he had to say coming up next, then we'll start taking your calls on it in Touchdown at 10. 301-230-0980. That's the number you need to know to have your opinion heard right now. Chris will tell us what's trending. Here's what's trending on the Team 98. All right, we'll start off with Commander's News, according to Ben Standing of The Athletic, and, of course, our colleague here at Odyssey DC, Deron Payne, is indeed expected to get the franchise tag from the Washington Commanders, uh, as he reported first late last night. Again, the designation has not been made yet, but it is expected to be made uh, by the Commanders in the next week and a half or so before the new league year turns over and the 
uh, day deadline is met for Deron Payne. It would cost $19 million. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones has officially switched agents, as was reported over the weekend. He is now rep uh, represented by Athletes First as he looks for a huge new contract. Of course, the franchise tag, there is an option. And again, that window closes for all franchise-free agents on March the 7th. Meanwhile, the Caps lost their fifth straight last night at Capital One Arena to the Detroit Red Wings. And Jacob Verona, who played his first game back since the trade with Anthony Mantha. Mantha getting banged up last night, did not return. Washington hoping to get Alex Ovechkin back for their next game tomorrow night at home against Anaheim. And that's what's trending. I'm praying this afternoon there's no accidents between here and Hayfield. I have a speaking engagement at Hayfield High coming up in the 1 o'clock hour today. Like we just had in the hallway. There was a, a near miss between Russell and Essig out there in the hallway. It was dicey, to say the least. A little bit of a fender bender. I had a, a fresh, hot cup of coffee in my big old cup here. And as I was peeling into the studio, and I saw the door open, and I knew Matt was talking. You were using your IPDE principles that you were taught in driver's education, yeah. identify, predict, decide, and execute, as I was, the late coach Buck Gardner used to teach Pedro in high school. We oh, need to put that back in the curriculum, by the way. Driver's ed in high school was oh, money. I agree. I, agree. I, I I saw him here. I knew he was sorry. I heard him. I heard you and him engaging. What I did not expect was for him to do one of those, like, you know, sometimes you see from a running back, as we talk about Eric Bieniemy and LaShawn McCoy, running backs kind of spin well, you out, remember, of, out of a tackle, right, a instead Essig, of breaking through Essig a tackle. is a swimmer, so he can yes. contort his body in yes. so many different ways. Well, he just almost absolutely ambushed me and my hot <laughs> piping cup. Now, that wouldn't have been my fault. I, everything else is my fault. When I drop coffee and whatever, I spill coffee, that wouldn't have been my fault, but I have a cover on it. But if he would have hit me instead of just barely missing me and contorting his body like he did – Good job, Matty. Uh, if he would have hit me, the 24 ounces of coffee that I just poured would have been all over me, all over him, and all over the floor. Mm. All, right. Uh, all right. So uh, here's the point that I wanted to get to on mm -hmm. McCoy if you, before sure. we get to Hacha. I think we've touched on all of the relevant stuff, you know, whether he was cursing, crossing the line, whatever, black, white, uh, whether he was involved in the past game, all that. Uh, certainly we would take calls on that. Here's one other element that I just kind of thought of. How much of this is LaShawn McCoy and maybe even Emmanuel Acho to a degree? How much of this is those guys being coached, if you will, for lack of a better term, by Fox Sports 1 executives? Hey, you gotta you gotta say controversial stuff. Everybody loves Eric Bieniemy. Everybody knows Eric Bieniemy. You've gotta put a pin right. in the balloon. My only, how much of that? Okay, here's my thing though. If McCoy was speaking in generalities, mm -hmm. I can buy that. I can buy that first take ish type take. Okay. Okay. If he was just saying, he got ah, very you know, Eric specific. is not not the smartest, sharpest tool in the shed, whatever type of uh, explanation. He got very specific, specific. about right. yelling, okay. cussing, you know, 
If he just simply said, hey, when I was there, Eric Bieniemy didn't have as much contribution right. to the overall game plan and left it at that, yes. that's speaking in generalities. And in 2019, in his infancy as the offensive coordinator there, that may have made a little more sense. He got very specific with the criticism, though, but still could be still could be part of the coaching that you're talking about. Yeah. And like I said, I think, he, I think he's been good on TV. He's just starting out in, right. in, in that vein. I, so, and that, so I think, I think the specificity of his, of his criticism is, is more than just, Hey dude, we need you to say something. You yeah, gotta be and, the, and you gotta be the polarizing guy. And that's fair because to be fair to LaShawn McCoy, I mean, to be fair, he, he was saying this stuff. Not exactly what he said yesterday in terms of the passing game coordination, but he was critical of Andy of of Eric Bieniemy talking uh, terribly, basically derogatory, play, derogatory yeah. whatever, right. like a year plus ago. Sure. So, uh, to my knowledge, he wasn't on FS1 at that point. But I think what happens is, hey, Shady, you said this a year ago, right? This is something we can use to move the needle. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. how are we going to shape the argument? How are we going to make this hotter? How mm-hmm. are we going to crank up the attention? How are we going to put the focus on not only television ratings, but also think about it on social media, which serves as a promotional vehicle for the speak for yourselves or the whatever. So I think there is I think there is a part of that element. It's a WWE, I talk about it all the time, an AEW type of element where, hey, we... we you know, we we uh, need to crank up something for the show. And you know what? I'm going to draw a, a quick comparison. I think London Fletcher did exactly the same thing back in 2014. His first year out of football, first year out of the Washington Redskins, he went on Tops, T- that other pregame show on CBS Sports Network, which nobody was watching. Four people were watching. And London was trying to find his way as an analyst. And I strongly believe somebody said, hey, Jim Haslett's a mess over there. The command uh, Redskins are a mess. What What do you know about Jim Haslett? What can What kind of bombs can we throw? I strongly believe that because everything that London Fletcher said was largely untrue, if not completely untrue, based on multiple, multiple, multiple conversations that I had with teammates of his. Never mind Jim Haslett teammates of his but I think he did it to try and make some headway to try and create some buzz to try and create some viewership which I wonder if LaShawn McCoy and Emmanuel Acho quite honestly are doing we'll play the Emmanuel Acho audio for you coming up here at the top of the hour because he brings the other element the other easy criticism in this situation because it's the Washington football franchise We'll let you hear from Emmanuel Acho next. 301-230-0980. Touchdown at 10. Coming up right here on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect. 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.